0: Got it right this week.
1: Yeah, saw I, that little that little look.
0: I, I updated the cheat sheet on the wall here. I got a wall, uh, a little piece of paper here with all the Twitter handles and website plugs and whatnot. So I figured I'd write down which guest is on which show, so I have a better Smart. idea. There we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't have to ask every time we come on.
1: <clears throat> well, good for you getting organized with eighty-five shows.
0: It's about time. We've only done three hundred twenty episodes. of the hell we're at these days. <laughs> That's insane. (laughs) uh, I don't
1: know how you're not, you haven't been, you know, at this point diagnosed clinically insane for talking 320 times voluntarily on a microphone with other humans about this hockey team.
0: It's the only proper way to vent. Otherwise, I'm just yelling at my steering wheel going to work or something in the morning. Like, what the fuck is going on here? At least now I can have somebody reciprocate the feelings.
1: Well, that's true. I am an angry driver in that exact same respect. And it does come out of absolutely nowhere. If someone cuts me off, it is the Flyers' fault. Uh, it does not matter how hard I grip the steering wheel. Steering wheel there we go, words. Uh, it is almost always... My frustration in the vehicle is almost always Philadelphia sports. 100%. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the case. I guess we have to talk about the Flyers.
1: We do. They're, uh, on the heels of a win, you wouldn't know it, but on the heels <laughs> of a win.
0: It's the, the same thing we've seen all season. They won, but did they really... And 14-9-3, uh, 31 points, currently out of a playoff spot uh, by one. Uh, the Bruins have 32 points. They beat the Rangers last night, as Shane alluded to, uh, in overtime in a game they almost blew multiple times.
1: Yes. And needed, <sighs> honestly, like luck, like a flailing Sanheim stick to poke that, that free in overtime after running his face into a. Fucking wall!
0: I hate Travis Sanheim with a passion.
1: I also loathe Sanheim. Yeah. The There's no debate in this team. one.
0: <laughs> the veteran. Oh my god! You should stay on the Flyers Twitter thing and debating that all goddamn day.
1: You can't. I don't. I would love to see, hear someone's legitimate, logical reasoning as to why someone who has, I don't know, 250, 280 games of hockey under his belt. This is who he is.
0: Regular season games right now.
1: Awesome. 225 ish playoff
0: games, whatever we're at.
1: I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, the guy does not get me wet.
0: No. The, uh, uh somebody on, uh, I'm curious, be honest, don't be afraid. What are your thoughts on Travis Seehenheim? Paul. Oh,
1: loaded gun. Please read your tweet. <laughs>
0: He's, A 25-year-old defenseman with 225 games under his belt who regularly falls down, blows coverage, and is soft as shit for his size. He's a fine number four D-man. Probably won't get much better than this and does not deserve the bloated contract he will get this summer. Because that was the, you know, uh, uh, character limit I was limited to on Twitter there.
1: Logic and reasoning. Like, that's 100% accurate, and I think it's generous on the fine number four defenseman. I do think that, look, given... The fact that the entirety of this defense is atrocious right now. Even Sandheim's having or Sandheim. Even Provorov's not having a great year this year. In you know Provorov comparisons, um, I, I don't think it's easy on any of them to succeed when you take a look at who the hell you're playing with. They all look like dog shit. Um, I have no doubt there is a skill set in Travis Sandheim that would work, but you need like the safest player possible with him, um, and that's not sexy. And that's certainly not what the Flyers ever have. And when we do, we loathe them. Because they're safe and not sexy. Um, but man, I just, I hate our the entirety of our defense. Every one of them. I I don't know. Braun trying to clear a puck last night along the board. Everything.
0: They everything makes me angry. All these years. All these years. The whole point of the Hextar rebuild was to have a good defense. And s- what, seven years later? What the fuck do we have here?
1: Right. I don't know. I like you could legitimately look at, at any of the next wave, you know, wave uh, line or pipe flyers demon in the pipeline. There we go. Um, long work day today. <laughs> um, and it, they're all like I, I said it before, nothing's getting me wet on this team. There is nothing overly you know sexy right now uh, about what is here and what is to come. Um, and that's, that's troublesome because exactly, I mean, we sold our souls for a, a rebuild of, you know, of legitimate depth and just uh, to build this dominant blue line. And we have Provorov who at this point, we are starting to see the breakdown of that too. You know, it, it's hard when he's got to play with five different guys and five different nights. Um, although I don't think that uh, I, we had this debate at work. I don't know. Maybe you can recall, has he been paired with Sandheim for extended period of time at all this year? I, think I don't know with, that they would. They're both. He's been left-handed. with Sanheim pretty...
0: more than he's been with Myers, but it's mainly been like Justin Braun or I think Hayden yeah. was up there at one point. But like, it's like, holy shit!
1: How jacked up can we possibly look on the blue line that we're trying that? Like, it's again, it's a nightmare. Um, and I, and look, you you don't fix it from within at this. You just don't fix this team from within at this point. You have got to take a shot. You have to hope that someone else wants to take a shot on the thing that we tried to sell, or that they tried to sell us as fans. You got to think that someone else out there says, "You know what? There's some sex appeal to to, to this guy who's never had to shave in his life." <laughs> I want Travis Sanheim. Insert city here. Great, fucking take him. Send me someone who can play a solid, you know, almost boring like defense at this point. I don't care. I just don't want the mistakes in in our own zone and the failure to be able to to ever spring an offensive it's it's unbelievable i don't know what the hell they do
0: there may be some interior hope coming uh cam york his college he's signing his alc his college season i believe if they make the frozen four or whatever the fuck they call it down there i believe that's like the end of march like the 26th and 28th or something like that so he could reasonably be here within the next month or so Um, whether its a big ask, whether exactly, whether he signs right away or, or waits till the off season and signs, he may even go back to the phantoms, but (laughs) I put out a tweet this morning that, uh, uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. I do a lot of tweeting during the day. Keeps my, (laughs) uh, mind, uh, free. Cam York is on the horizon. All he has to do is come in and be a generational number one defenseman who can carry this sorry sack of shit defense on his back. No pressure though. (laughs) <laughs> Which is yeah, that's that's a lot for a twenty year old kid to come in and be like, hey, um, can you be a bona fide number one star and carry Travis Hanheim's dumbass with you for the next you know four months
1: in this city, no less? In like this city, I, yeah. I do believe one, I believe that those players exist that can just come up. uh In other cities, we just don't ever have them like that doesn't happen for us. We don't have the guy that comes up at 20 years old and is just like big dick in the room. That does (laughs) not happen. Um, you know, but shit, let alone a city like Philadelphia, man, like to to come up here. Um, you know, I I don't know. I I do think the kid's going to be good. Like, don't get me wrong. But at this point, I nothing. Nothing about anyone in this pipeline, you know, sits here and, and I say like, that is a guy that is going to be like a legitimate cornerstone of this franchise for a decade. I just don't, I, I can't buy anything right now that they're selling.
0: He's their last hope. If York yeah. comes up and isn't great, what do you do? You know, you've right. got Zamula who may in time be fine, but he's not ready yet. And I, I've been checking him to the Phantoms and his, he's fine. His hockey IQ is definitely there, but he, he's essentially just like Phil Myers was at that time. He's a—he's like 110 pounds, a fucking telephone <laughs> pole out there on ice. And it's like, okay, he's just, there's no way, you know, there's no way he's ready yet for, for the NHL level. He, you know, maybe in a calendar year, he may be here, you know, but what's it sure. worth? But, you know, York, York is our last hope. He's the last prospect in that system worth a shit right now.
1: Look, honestly, and Again, we have had, there, there has been a ton of buzz beyond the city of Philadelphia about the way that we have drafted and built. And, and there's been a lot of intrigue. I don't know that there's been, you know, obviously, you know, there's no one that people sink their teeth in and say that's a superstar, but there are people that generate some, some movement down there. Like they are here for it. To me, when you start here and, and you look at the amount of contracts that, that you know, the bridge deals that are going to come up or, or the, the five by five classic Philadelphia Flyer things that are going to come up. I am so much more in the way of saying, let's dismantle this thing and let's get some pieces we know are consistently good hockey players that they don't have to be sexy because what we're putting out there isn't sexy and we have to pay them to still not be sexy. At least get me someone safe. Get me someone in here who isn't going to cost me games, um, you know, who can do the, the most basic of things, especially on the blue line at this point, um, you know, and, and look, there's going to be a handful of targets available at this point over the next couple of weeks. And some of those guys are going to carry four or five million dollar cap hits. And dude, if you can ship Sandheim, Meyer, anyone, send them out. Anyone, Provrom. I do think Provo obviously, you know, Provy. This is just an, the anomaly of his his years thus far. But at this point, bust this up. Like, you're not winning with this.
0: That's what worries me the most about Sanheim is he's an RFA at the end of the year. He gives just, a shit. You could just bring him in or you sign him for like four and a half million dollars because he's already making 3.2. You know, and, and even if, <laughs> if they don't get rid of Gossbred, it's an even fucking bigger problem. But, <laughs> you know, you sign Sanheim, he's 25, or he will be at the end of this month. You know, you, you sign him five years at $4.5 million, $4 million, whatever. That's a lot of money. And all of a sudden, you know, Cam York does come along, plays well, is on his, I guess it'll be two-year ELC, I guess. When comes up within the next calendar year, those two easily overtake Sanheim on the depth chart. All of a sudden, you have a number five defenseman making four and a half million dollars, who's wildly inconsistent. They already have one of those. Three <laughs> of fucking them. Shane is bare. you know. So, do you want to? He's just this is the argument I had all day on Twitter. It's like this is not the guy. That I would take that kind of risk on. That I would sink my yep. teeth into long term. At this point, given he was an RFA and teams can control his future, he's a perfect guy to, uh, especially come the the expansion draft. If you have to partner him with Jig Voracek, so Seattle takes that contract in a fucking heartbeat, go and ahead. you move on with ten million dollars in salary cap, and you go find yourself, you know, Dougie Hamilton or something. Bring me a goddamn legitimate defenseman here, because this 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 group just sucks.
1: Again, this is one of the most inches we talked about this last time, you know, going into an expansion draft the the way that you have to think, um, not just for for this immediate future and that you have to play chess a little bit with how you can how you can potentially move a Jake forward check contract or entice that. Um, and that's the perfect way, man. You know, because look, in Sandheim, is what, 25, 26, maybe I mean,
0: 25 at the end of this month,
1: 25 at the end of this month. Great. That's still relatively young, especially for blue liners. Right. To go out there that is a guy you could take a shot on and it's a guy who will be more than affordable for an expansion draft roster right now. Um, yeah, look, I'm, uh, um, I don't ever need to see him take the ice in a flyer sweater again. I just don't. Um, and I know that pisses off a lot of people. Cause I do. There, there are a lot of people within flyers Twitter who are wrong, who really, <laughs> really love the kid. Uh, um, because the,
0: but they love the everybody, of... though. That's the problem. And we Which talked about just, that before. You know, trying to make... Sand... Like, <laughs> we gotta make a trade. We gotta do it now. Fletcher's gotta get busy. Okay, but he made trade sure Cyanide. Then I don't wanna do it. No, we can't lose San. We can't lose Lawton. We can't right? lose foreign check.
1: That's the hill like, you wanna die on?
0: Hello? <laughs> you, know, you can't make additions... You, they they can make additions but they can't trade a roster player or draft picks or prospects and if they can work within that bubble go for it chuck but otherwise i don't want to lose a player it's like fuck off
1: yeah that, again you cannot get married to a player you have to get married to a, an overall product um and sometimes pieces that you really don't want to move they they just have to go um you know i think back to you know i feel like on this pod more than anything I'm ever on, I bring in other Philadelphia sports into arguments, (laughs) but you take a look at, at the downfall of the Philadelphia Phillies and how bad that was and how just year by year, you know, they, they got one peg less, one peg less, one peg less. When you saw what was going on, you saw this core be hung on to forever. Oh yeah. And we got next to nothing in any of those moves where had you moved any one of those pieces one year earlier, you are looking at a different, you know, a different, late 2000, uh, you know, 2013 through 20, you're looking at a different team because you, you've sold at the appropriate time and it's not easy to see some of those pieces go. Just like it may not be easy to sit there and see, I like, I love Jake Voracek. I would love for him to retire as a flyer. Um, you know, w- w- when this is all done, but I'm not naive to sit here and say that that's the move right now for the expansion draft. If you can clear $8.25 million and package a future $5 million, you know, five by five guy in Sanheim. You do that. You you need 13 million dollars, especially with the potential flat cap for the next four years. Like you need to start thinking of all these things and you cannot pay all these guys who are just not worth it.
0: And in, in a flyers term, Wayne Simmons, you know, the elite net front 30 plus goal scorer every season. They held on to him for one year too long. He was a goddamn waste of space. You know, he was broken down and then they got Ryan Hartman and uh, eventually Derek Grant for him, you know, who had to combine yep. like thirty games there, You know, a guy that two years earlier you could have gotten two first round picks for, you know, and you get nothing from the guy. And and it was part of the argument today as well. It's like, Well, we can sign CNI for four million dollars and it's like you, can't. you can do that now, but in three years time, even you know, two years with a time, flat cap. With the flat cap in two years' time, you know, you're going to have to pay Sean Couturier and Joel Farabee now is not looking like he's going to be anything cheap. You nope. know, Giroux G will come up G and you know, we could just pretty much every Carter Hart, you know, I don't think he's he's working himself out of a long deal. Not that he was going to get one anyway, but, you know, he, he's working himself out of some big money like you need to keep your options open cap wise. And 100%. and honestly, that's what worries me the most about going to the expansion draft is it's going to be very easy for them to lose Abe Kubel or Lawton or Roffle or one of these yeah. nothing happening dudes and just walk away from it and keep Voracek, JVR, Hayes and Gossespierre on the roster. Right. If they waste this opportunity this summer, and <laughs> don't lose any kind of substantial cap. Oh, my God, y'all. Dan, the flyer fan is going to have a meltdown like Oof. never seen before.
1: This man went Southern. It's
0: it's the same fucking shit every year for fucking years now. Which uh, leads us to Elliot Friedman's uh, 31 Thoughts. They mentioned the Flyers. Uh, As things stood Tuesday morning, it sounds like Eckholm is the bell of the trade ball. We're a month away from the deadline, but the poker game is underway with the Predators demanding a high price. Boston and Winnipeg are there. I always assume there are others. I'm not convinced Philadelphia is going to do it not certain they feel this is the year to pay the cost which ironically enough dear God, we talked pretty much the same thing on, on uh, Bradley Pod yesterday with Anthony like there are teams that are going to be far more desperate to win than the Flyers are. The Jets are a good example of that. They're a team that has one or two years left in their current bubble before shit explodes and they are going to be more willing to get in a bidding war and throw whatever the fuck they want at them to get a player like Ekholm because that very well may be their missing piece. Whereas the Flyers giving up you know, two first round picks and Sanheim and Frost and whatever the fuck it would take, you know, I don't know to to get somebody like that you know, Ekholm, who would be a huge increase, but they need more than one player you know, yep. it, it, and you could still potentially lose them at the deadline, would you give up assets for a player that would be here for a dozen regular season games and a handful of playoff games that you would ultimately lose at the deadline? Would you give up Frost and a first-round pick for that? No, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. So in that respect, I do understand where Fletcher's coming from with the hesitancy here, because look at how fucking terrible this team is! But... (laughs) The blood is on his hands that they're in this position to begin with because he sat in his fucking thumb all goddamn summer long, right? So it's some weird ultimate fuck you from the universe. You know, some (laughs) karma poetry coming down here to, uh, to, to, to figure this out. But I don't know. I don't know what they do at the deadline. I think they add somebody. I don't think you can get out. It's not going to be sexy. No, it's going to be Nate Thompson or the defensive equivalent of Nate Thompson. Just a warm body out there. Brandon Montour is somebody along those lines. That's just going to be an addition for the oh, fucking sake of being an addition. Change of scenery guy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Somebody that can get uh, look, on the man, chief that every, won't hurt him in the Everyone
1: in room. Buffalo hates their life. Like,
0: did you see Taylor Hall take a puck to the face tonight?
1: <gasps> I did not. Oh but did
0: my you? God. It's like, fucking brutal.
1: I, first of all, that poor guy, I mean, (laughs) like just in general, his entire just NHL career has just been one fuck you after another. Um, (sighs) Not exactly a bunch of help to himself, but I did not see that one. But did you see that poor like 19 year old kid in the juniors league? Yeah, he (laughs) did. Holy fuck that happened.
0: Yeah, he died. Oh my
1: God, dude, that's awful. I just read it last night. Um, That's unbelievable. It looks so innocent. It's just how dangerous this game can be. Um, unbelievable, holy crap. They said it
0: caught him in the carotid artery or something like that? Like, holy shit.
1: I I don't know, man. It was That was one of the, like, I can watch, this is fucked up, I can watch head injuries, I cannot watch, like, extremity injuries, like, if you, like, dislocate a knee or elbow, it's like Nolan Patrick going into the board last night, I I wanted to throw up. Oh, I thought his knee was destroyed. Gone. Thought that was (laughs) it, and, like, I'm a guy who's had a million knee injuries, so, like, I want to vomit. But watching someone take a puck to the face, for whatever reason, I'm just like, oof, that did not look great, but I can watch it. That thing, holy shit! As innocent as it looked, like the lifelessness of that afterwards, that just—it's like fucking heartbreaking. And obviously now is Jesus, unbelievable. Another, uh... Oh my god! Right there, <laughs> Jesus!
0: Just full force, slap shot, caught him right in the mouth.
1: Oh my god! Friendly
0: man. fire, nonetheless. That's oh, awful. That was brutal looking.
1: Oh. Poor He's Taylor Hall. Let's trade for him.
0: Uh, go to the dentist tomorrow and tell him to glue half of his mouth back in. But
1: Yes. I don't know how. And, like, I, so, all right. Look, I'm, I am still play baseball. I still try to get hit by as many pitches as possible. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love crowding the plate. It, it pisses pitchers off. And when they hit you, they're so pissed off. It's awesome. It's such a game changer. Um, but, like, I don't know that there's ever going to come a time in my life where I get hit by a pitch and I'm like, I don't really want to return to this. I've been hit in the head. I've had ear flaps broken off. I've been badly concussed. I've made it out okay. Something about a puck to my mouth makes me never want to play hockey ever again. I don't know how you recover from that. That's unbelievable.
0: I got hit by a pitch once in like little league or whatever the fuck the next step of little league is right in the kidney and i was like nope this sport isn't for me anymore i quit and then you went and played hockey <laughs> And then I went and played
1: hockey. that's the dumbest
0: thing i've ever heard and then I had two concussions and retired <laughs> so my sports career didn't go well oh uh, jesus
1: that's yeah. awesome i've never heard that in my life someone gets hit by a baseball coming in at 12 miles an hour and says <laughs> hockey is the sport for me <laughs>
0: yeah. i enjoyed hockey more anyway but yeah that was it that was that's fair that sucked that was not fun and then, oh. I, then I went and played hockey. Because that makes sense. But uh... All the sense. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Oh, man. <sighs> oh. They play the Rangers again tomorrow. Lord help us all. <laughs> um, how unprofessional.
1: You right. Just watch a Flyers highlight?
0: Uh, no. Just yelling. Uh... <laughs> Then they have a three-game block against the New York Islanders who have won nine straight games.
1: And us.
0: <laughs> hey, they're 2-0 against them this year. There's I don't of care. To win.
1: <laughs> I yeah, don't believe do I? <laughs> in this at all. I don't know. I think it's, it's tough, man. How do you keep selling the same fucking thing over and over and over again and expect this to all get inside believe it
0: That's look man thing, lash man. spend any time on flyers twitter there's a vast majority of this fan base that is still on the kool-aid somehow
1: like, i just don't get it like first i have of, no I, idea it doesn't make any sense because the kool-aid they're drinking does involve the jake for of the world whom they hate yes. but they don't want to move on from yes because they need them here in some capacity because the games like last night happen. Yes. Like what side of this thing are you on right now? Nothing makes sense. But to me, like I said, it's man, I, I every single night I sit in front of the TV or every night there's a Flyers game. I sit in front of the TV and I know what's going to happen. There's nothing new. The same problems that were here for the last decade are still fucking here. I don't know how half the coaching staff's employed. I don't know if you had tweeted it or someone tweeted it. Um, you know, but I read that tweet and I was like, man, I feel that in my heart. Like, How the fuck, especially the specialty coaches at this point, like, what are you doing? It's a train wreck, which granted last night, of course, against a good uh, penalty kill, we pot a couple um, because everything makes sense in
0: Flyers.
1: (laughs) But um, but yeah, look, this has been the exact same team. And that's what hurts, because like you're betting on 10 years of proof of not working. That this is the anomaly. Last year was the anomaly and they got fucked by a, a global pandemic that was so unavoidable, like. That was that was the magic. That was the thing that doesn't make sense and that never recreates itself. That was the Eagles season from 2016, whatever it was. That was 2008 with that Philadelphia Phillies team that they were pretty fucking good. Last year, that was the magic. That was the peak. That's where we're at. With this, if you can find a way to move on from some of these pieces, bring in new blood, maybe you got a shot. But right now, man, there, there's nothing different about this team.
0: I... Uh... <laughs> I'm hearing there's a couple players actually, but the, the most recent one is Shane Goss's bear. He's a guy that, for whatever reason, this fan base still is attached to. And you, you know, we've brought him up in trade rumors in the past, and they go, "Well, we can't trade him. His value's at an all-time low." It's like, yeah, all right, whatever.
1: Okay, and- you need to clear five million dollars.
0: And now, now that he's playing a little better. It's like, well, we got to trade one another. He's high. He goes, well, now he's playing well, so we can't trade him. And it's like, mm, I see. Again, Nolan Patrick is another one that we talked about. That, take right, that a person.
1: stance. Ah.
0: There's just, there's, you, they, they want to ride or die with this current team. No outside additions, nothing else. No, anything. Just everybody, the flyers drafted. And if it's not a flyers draft pick, we fucking hate them. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't.
1: I think there's something just so hopelessly romantic about sitting there. And and this is where I will concede to to that entire sector of Flyers Twitter. There is something incredibly romantic about saying like, man, we went through 10 years of hell with these guys. They went through 10 years of hell with us, badgering them every single day, throwing wristlets in playoff games, (laughs) sitting here making trades on the ice. Like we went nuts over this team and they went nuts over us. There is something deeply romantic. If this roster were to have caught magic and made it work, that would have been incredible. But the reality of it is that's not going to happen. And if it isn't going to happen, just like an actual romance, I would much rather any previous Mrs. Shane to go find some happiness elsewhere. <laughs> I would love for someone that I love on this team that I would love. Again, I'd mentioned Voracek. I love Jake Voracek. I understand the frustration people have with him if i could move on from him tomorrow and he could win a cup somewhere next year if it wasn't with the flat great good for him he put his time in in hell this is like this is hockey purgatory philadelphia go for it move these guys on bring something else in here cuz this ain't it
0: the biggest thing that worries me is like the excuses fletcher had in the off season were the expansion draft and the flat salary cap. And at the trade deadline, the same excuses are still going to be there. And in the off season, you know, the, the, the expansion draft won't, but the flat cap's still going to be there. You know, teams are going to be hesitant to make deals. They're going to be hesitant to sign players. They're going to be hesitant to do all that. And they're going to be teams that are far more desperate than the Flyers. And it's well, I think like, people are going to be
1: hesitant to set a market. That's the thing that's going to Once the market gets set, I think everyone's job is easy, infinitely easier next year.
0: It's just after like, the I, I don't salad. trust... I just don't feel like anything's ever going to happen. I just, it's such an easy picture to paint of re-signing Hart, Sanheim, and uh, whoever the fuck the other one is that needs a contract. Lawton. Just re-sign those three, and we'll try again next year because it's easier and simpler than shaking anything up. Like, the idea of them getting rid of Ghost, and Voracek, and JVR, and... You know, dumping the old group, the old old guard, and letting these new guys flourish or bringing people in via free agency. It just seems like such a foreign concept at this point. Like, such a lost cause. Why why am I even going to believe in something like this happening?
1: Because we've never seen it. It just doesn't happen. When was the
0: last time, outside of Kevin Hayes, when was the last time they made a legitimate free agent signing?
1: Ah, Jesus. I mean, if you want to talk about legitimate in turn of,
0: but uh, that was shit for two years. (laughs) Sure. Who was before that?
1: I think the last one that even was here for an extended period of time, who also blew was Andrew McDonald. Yeah. We needed some stability on the blue line and we went out and got a puck, a block shot machine from the Islanders. Fuck off. That guy sucked.
0: When was a big trade made? Chris Pronger?
1: <laughs> a b- <laughs> like a big trade, a big Jesus
0: worthwhile, man. legitimate trade.
1: I don't it had know, to be man. Pronger.
0: Who the fuck else? I
1: Steve mean, Mason, nothing since the I three. Guess?
0: But that really was that was a lucky trade that happened to him. That Steve Mason was so goddamn good afterwards. But like Chris Pronger, Ooh, was a
1: Steve lucky. Mason thing. He was great. Jesus Christ, man!
0: They could have kept the... Golov. At this point, they it, fucking again, may we... as well have kept Golov.
1: Bear in woods. <laughs> Funny dude, man. Terrible goaltender. I think his
0: contract would have been up last year.
1: Yeah, and we still have four years. Fuck, I think something like that on the uh, That's, it's absurd.
0: Compliance buyout. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, no fun. No fun.
0: Stupid team.
1: Stupid organization. Again, another team and another organization that is that was just fell in love with the roots of things and never adapted with the times. Like holy shit balls, man. The, just the unbelievable blind loyalty and always bring you back type of, of mentality and just, holy shit, man. Sometimes, sometimes cut your losses. Like, fuck, go do something different.
0: It's like the fan base is so compliant, so the organization feels no pressure whatsoever. Ever. And now that, you know, Snyder's dead and Holmgren's gone, it's like nobody's there to to. Have a pulse of the team, of of the fans and the team. Now you've got you know Dave Scott, you know Mister Corporate Businessman, there running the team, and and Chuck Fletcher feels absolutely no pressure to to get anything done because he would have fucking done something by now. It's just you can just ride or die with this group, and a fucking vast majority of this fan base is just gonna be right along with them. You know.
1: Here's the thing, too, man, and like I talked about this at, at work with a buddy of mine too. Um, you have. You know, an opportunity like, like I said, fans are are moving towards it. What is it? Uh, I think it's five thousand they're letting in at Something this point, like that. Yeah. and potentially they'll move to fifty percent capacity. I think that's only for outdoor stuff. But regardless, like you have have the ability to sit there and drive up an immense interest at a time where everyone is dying to get back in the arena, and instead you're putting out a dog shit product that has not changed. In a fucking decade. Like to me, $120 to go, go watch a Flyers game live right now and potentially catch COVID <laughs> to go there. Like, hard no.
0: I haven't been I, to a Flyers and, game in.
1: Yeah, we talked about that last time. That blows my fucking mind, dude.
0: Four, five years? Man. It's been a long fucking time. I ain't driving all the way down to Philadelphia and, and during no. rush hour for, you know, two and a half hours and spend $130 and all this shit just to watch them get their asses kicked. No, thank you. I got the Phantoms nope. right up the road here. They're fifty minutes away. They're great. <laughs> well, they're not great. If they were, we're given COVID not,
1: vaccines at the Wells Fargo Center during intermissions, I still wouldn't <laughs> fucking go watch this team live.
0: Do you see their uh their advertising campaign lately? Anything they're advertising, they're always doing it for the box seats because they're safe. Uh, that's how they're getting you there.
1: Sure. Why not? Experience. <laughs> Buy more box expensive seats. For the seats. First
0: time. Yeah. Buy more expensive These seats. These are and different you're kind safe. of leather.
1: Uh, yeah, hundred like, percent. Look, I would get a box seat if I knew it was mine specifically. And I, for one reason, personal toilet. <laughs> That's excellent. Hey, you have a chef up there, too. He can make your own little gourmet mini slider burgers, bring them down to you. And then you could be like, here's five dollars. Take a tip. I'm going to use the restroom in peace right now for the first time ever at a sporting event. How lovely would that be?
0: Drop a couple grand for a whole box and just be in there. By if yourself?
1: I. Yeah, I'll be. Honest. Well, you know what? I don't know if I would do that. Part of me loves the environment when it is like when you're like just shoulder to shoulder with everyone there, and it's an insane game. It's awesome. Other times, I'm like, you know what? I could really use some leg space right now, and maybe to not deal with uneducated friends and you know their partners, oh, you know, Lord whoever are there almighty. trying to explain things. And I'm like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. You're a moron. <laughs>
0: oh fuck. The now it's shit for you everyone. ever hear at hockey games sometimes. It's
1: unbelievable, man. I can't do it.
0: I uh my my Phantoms season tickets are up in what was it two oh seven? So it's up in the corner of the the uh, away net there.
1: I was always in two oh three.
0: And uh that it seems to be like an overflow more like it, it seems to be the people if like kids are singing during the admission or something. That seems to be where they put the put the families. So some nights it's packed and some nights it's bare empty up there. Uh which is great, but Jesus Christ the shit you here. <laughs> hockey <game.
1: laughs> i'm gonna get to a game with you I uh, miss, yeah at, at i miss
0: hearing the- dumb shit at hockey games
1: um, well i i don't i really hate people like humans in general <laughs> well like, yeah. especially the humans who listen to the show like i don't need them um <laughs> i'm just playing but no it's um, fine i
0: hate them too it's okay
1: no. <laughs> oh at this point i think that they just listen for material to then throw back at you oh, at
0: absolutely time. they hate listening to the like, show so they can go you know on twitter tomorrow Penny? morning
1: like, you said this, Daniel, last <laughs> night. And and that idiot host that you're with, this guy said that. And I'd be like, fucking right I said that.
0: Yep. Not a day goes by where somebody doesn't throw something back on Twitter that I hear on one of these shows. Right. Without I'm, fail.
1: Which, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate <laughs> you. Hopefully you learned
0: something. And I know who you are, so shut the fuck up!
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man.
0: <sighs> I'm going to a Phantoms game. April Dude, 3rd... I want to go to a game
1: with you at some point.
0: A, uh was looking through tickets uh, the other day and found one there was actually one on april 24th or was it 25th whenever it was much later like the end of the next month there were like two seats five levels up and there was nobody around and i was like "Ooh!" but i didn't really want to buy tickets for a month and a half out because lord the fuck knows what's going to happen in a month and a half from now also world. true so i rather get one that's yeah. soon uh, you know, a little bit a little bit closer. But I'm going to bring my hand sanitizer and double mask and stay the fuck away from everybody.
1: <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> and, and, and just
0: enjoy my night. Hopefully the OHL doesn't start by then. Otherwise, they're going to gut half the fucking team sending back <laughs> to their juniors. But um, I'm excited.
1: Just to look, man. I, I was talking about that with Stephanie earlier today. Like just how good it'll be when we can finally safely get back. Can't wait. Cannot wait.
0: Yeah, that and and baseball. Gonna get to one of those games this year. I don't know what the hell's going on with the Iron Pigs yet. I don't know the minor leagues got moved back or something. I don't know.
1: Did they not just put out a Twitter post saying that they're allowing fifty percent capacity?
0: I think it's the idea. Yeah. But they delayed the start of their season. I think by like a full month, didn't they? Yeah. So I guess they. You know, I don't know what the hell's going. I on think there. they're
1: doing a three and a half month long season. I think.
0: I haven't heard from my ticket people yet so we'll wait and see i didn't hear from anybody from the phantoms either i put all the deposit down like a year ago you, you know put
1: 25 dollars down dude it was 50 i'm sorry 50 dollars
0: down but i had like four or five games left and like you can roll it over I was like all right oh they fucking hounded me for days to do that all right fine do whatever you need to do so i thought with the first announcement that i'd hear something from them
1: <laughs> no nope. maybe they listen to the show
0: yeah actually i got a call during the show one of uh anthony's shows
1: should have t- did you take it on show we no i should have
0: we that would have been awesome <laughs> we should have uh, uh we just got done with one of the guests was it the matthew I mean, whatever the hell it was from a couple weeks ago <laughs> I get this
1: you should call. start putting that shit on the board
0: i get an, uh an email uh from him and like five minutes later, i got a phone call I'm like i'm in the middle of this fucking show and anthony was in the middle of talking at the time so i couldn't even like interrupt him <laughs> so i just let him finish his thought <laughs> and he goes hello? Is anybody there? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, Anthony. I'm trying. So I'm trying to tell him to wait and talk to this guy. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll check the website. I'll check the website. Please give me a minute. I'm trying to do something here. And he's like, oh, well, you should put that money. Down. Stop. I got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that drove me nuts. So I finally picked a seat. and <sighs> So
1: actually Sounds I paid good.
0: for that seat too. And I just ended up rolling over my whole remaining games till next season so hopefully i'll get to use them when the time comes but um tickets weren't that bad i think was 23 a seat for uh the covid era i thought they'd be a little more expensive that's actually awesome make some money so it wasn't too bad um i'll take it get to a game and hopefully won't die in the process so
1: there you go and if you do at least you'll be watching great hockey <laughs> 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 yeah Oh, there's actually a little more entertaining because you don't have to watch for the – you just have to watch for the growth of the product. I can just be entertained the...
0: down there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so,
1: and eat awesome food. I
0: don't yeah, know if you're really going to do that during
1: COVID time, though. I don't know
0: what's going to open up there yet or what's open or
1: – I don't know, man. Just make the nacho chalk open. I'm going to make nachos tonight. That's what's up. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> I just said that's what's up. That's a fuck – I wow. You're
0: trying to be hip on this show now?
1: I don't know, man. I yell at people for saying that. So the fact that that just came out of my mouth <laughs> – like I had a guy who's he's always got two perpetual bubbles of spit on either side of his mouth. That's it's up, man. And I just said that. That's <laughs> fucked up. Oh god, it's, uh, it's a long day, long day.
0: Yeah, every day is a long day these days.
1: Yes. When the every day have is a, the worst day of my life.
0: Two day break anymore? Oh, it's coming up. March thirty first to April third is the next time they have two days off between a game. This every other night bullshit is killing yeah. me.
1: I'm sure it's killing you from a coverage standpoint. Um, it's killing me from a watching standpoint. Especially I these hate...
0: uh back to back bullshit. Three games during the week. No thank you. You're fucking up my podcast schedule here, my guys.
1: That does that has to suck. Isn't half your your staff only available at like very specific times?
0: <laughs> More or less, yeah. The usual when they play the when they usually go Tuesday, Thursday. So I have the Monday, Wednesday, Friday slots open. This week they're playing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Next week they're playing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So that's just a big fuck you to everything that I do here. Which, you know, they do on a nightly basis anyway, so can't say I'm well, surprised anymore. If
1: they gave better content, you'd have more people willing to talk. Actually, I don't know. I So when look, covering the Phillies for for as long as I have to it's a lot easier to sit here and get on and just rant about the awful things that are going on. When shit's going well, I'm like, yes, good <laughs> baseball. We'll see you guys next week. Like, yeah. what do you talk about? Like, you got excited about, like, the, the, you know, some of the new things that might happen. You know, like Joel Faraby getting hot this year. Like, I haven't awesome. had a
0: problem yet in the history of this show. I don't think we've ever had a...
1: Last year was a good... Last year was a lot of fun. Like, we, that should have never happened.
0: There have been moments, but they, they sucked real bad right before that nine-game win streak, so I was hesitant to get involved with them. And it wasn't until right when the season ended where I finally got back on board. Yep. And then they played well in the round robin, and I said, there's no way this team can lose in seven games. Right? And that was, a, that was accurate for about two and a half weeks.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. They looked like shit during the first series last year. <coughs> uh, and then obviously losing in the second series. But again, New York just has our number. Fake yeah. New York.
0: Let's see here. What is going on? Faraby, 24 points in 25 games. Jesus Christ. That's more impressive considering he did not have a great start to the season.
1: Didn't have a great start to the season and plays next to no specialty time. Yeah. It's like almost all. He just scored his first non-even strength goal.
0: Joel Farabee. This page is not going to load. Cool. Thanks. There we go. Uh, only five power play points. One power play goal. Not too bad there. Let's see. What were we dealing with numbers One. He only had uh, two goals in the first... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Wow. Ten goals in the... Uh, since... Uh, yeah. Uh, mm, uh, January
1: 31st. Seven orgasm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to do math in my head, and that just didn't fucking work. Wow, so man, January- I did know that, that worked for you. <laughs> January it's 31st. It's like, talk dirty
1: to me. Long division. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Christ almighty. Oh, Lord. This fucking show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude how are the numbers on this show i didn't even think of that like we talk like once every two weeks yeah all these other people have shows that go every week every week every week every week you got a different split on these
0: you're uh you're 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 you're, you're good actually for what it's uh, worth most shows do all about the same number i don't know if there's any favoritism anymore
1: well that's bullshit
0: um the interviews sometimes do well depending on who the uh yeah, person sure. is and they promote them but I think most of the regular shows are about the same. Uh, if the schedule permits. They're all about the same time. Yeah, it's all about the same. So People don't hate you that much, I guess.
1: Oh, well, you got to work harder. <laughs> got to get pucks deep. Roll four lines. It's all about the boys
0: out there. We're trending in the right direction. Yeah. What the fucking stupid phrase by Ev. Said that quite a few times last week. Trending in the right direction. Bullshit.
1: I don't know, man. For for as much fire and as excitement as I had, I could just I feel like he's like beat down already. Like he's already like grayer. Like he's a good looking dude. <laughs> yeah. Like for what it is. And like last year, like to have that type he's of fire intensity. I was like, this is great. This is fantastic. This year, like that man looks like he's like, oh man, I'm done. <laughs> Why the fuck did I sign in Philadelphia?
0: I don't know. He's probably asking himself the same question. That's what I'm saying. Anthony said the same thing on the other day. Um, you know, people are on the fire AV train now.
1: I'm not at that point. I'm just saying. Because
0: they're fucking stupid. But uh, it's like, who the fuck would want to come into this situation at this point if you fire AV? You're going to go out and get, you know, Bruce Boudreau or Claude Julien or Gerard Gallant, and they're going to come in and be like— But why?
1: It's the How many coaches do you want to give this fucking core?
0: Oh, that's, that's, that's what I'm getting to. If you're one of these coaches and you look at this situation and go, you've had these same players here since 20-fucking-12 and you fired four coaches in the last few years. You want me to come in with this same core and take this same risk? Absolutely not. I don't know. No. Like,
1: talk about, like, stunting what your next potential opportunity would be when you inevitably get fired from Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, what did you do over there to fix that situation? No one can fix that situation. I just went to collect a the paycheck. <sighs> <laughs> Fuck.
0: They should fire all the assistant coaches. Whatever. Get rid yes. Of these fucking idiots. Yes, <laughs>
1: I look. There was a little bit of creativity for the first time in the power play last night in that closed original Yeah, that was awesome. I love that.
0: That's the first thing I thought when I saw that goal was, holy right? shit! They changed something up. Yeah, float him
1: back, go behind the net all the way on the Voracek side. Flip it over there to Jake on his little fucking wall. Get G sneak right around front with some silky hands. Loved
0: it. It was a it was a pretty goal.
1: I will say this pisses me off to no fucking end about both of them, mainly Drew, and I love Claude Drew. But that dude seems to have the ability to turn it on whenever the fuck he wants and look possessed again and look a little bit more like the old Claude Drew, like the real intense long-haired version of Claude Drew. No tooth on the left side. That's the Drew that I want all the time. He just doesn't – like it's just so much coasting of him. And, like, again, he's 33, 34 now, something like that. Like, I get it. You can't play with that type of intensity night in and night out, shift in and shift out. You do have to pace yourself so you don't die um, with all the minutes that he's played, you know, over his career. But, fuck, man, if you have it and you know that you need it, you got to be there a little more consistently. Him and and Jake both. Jake, i got to give it to him too last night, man. That was a, a beautiful goal. I, I didn't think it was actually a deke. I thought he was just going to die. Like, I thought that he was literally going to fall over. His legs were just done on that little uh, – in the overtime goal. It
0: was but horribly played by a as well.
1: Horrendous goal.
0: Yeah, I'll take it, man. I made it way too hard on that. But, yeah. The, the Giroux – we've seen that a couple times since he came back from COVID. You know, he did it once against the Penguins, I believe, in one of those games. And he did it last night where he can just go out there and still just own that fucking ice. And you know, yes. I'll cover it, but then the other nights where it's like, did he play? <laughs> you know, and and Vorchek is very much the same, except when Vorchek's not in the, you know, working hard mood, he's actively hurting the team because he, you know, fucking doesn't care. But yeah, they can, this court this the, the, the ironic part of this whole year is it's the veterans that have been carrying the team. You know, Voracek, Giroud, JVR. You know, those have been where a vast majority of this offense has been coming. Always
1: loved JVR. Never said a bad Never. thing about
0: him. <laughs> I, I, I have to keep talking shit on him. Otherwise, he's going to...
1: Oh, uh, you're the reverse juju guy? Yeah. Uh, you keep on doing it. See who else you can talk some shit on. I've been sitting
0: or... him in uh, fantasy the last few games, too. so.
1: Oh, well, That's a major take for the team. Good work by <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> I've been sitting him in favor of Joel Faraby, so it's, I'm still getting the points more often than not, but it was a, uh, it's a calculated risk for the benefit of the actual flyers. Yeah
1: feel like you're almost always getting a point out of that duo
0: the, the second i gave jake voracek credit he started a tailspin so i'm hesitant to uh <laughs> hesitant to start believing in jvr Fair but i've enough. actively said less mean things about him than i have in the past so that's progress
1: personal growth maturation yes. <laughs> process of daniel the flyer fan
0: <laughs> oh shit do we miss anything
1: <clears throat> i don't know man we talked for a while tonight
0: uh, it's only been 47 minutes.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's not bad.
0: Um, Anybody score goals on this team besides Farrabee and JVR? Doesn't really <laughs> like...
1: No. Absolutely not.
0: JVR is 13. Farrabee is 12. Hayes has 9. Lawton and Konechny have 7. Giroud, Katray have 6. Bear is 5. Vorachuk with 4. How the fuck does Travis Konechny have 7 goals? Oh, it's a hat trick at the beginning of the year. That's what it
1: was. Yes. Two off the foot and one off the chest.
0: He's another guy you never want to see again.
1: Dude, I am... In the list of disappointments of, of this season, like, that's the guy for me. Yeah. There was... Because there is. You see some of these guys, and we've talked about it before, that creativity dies when it gets to Philadelphia. You know, it flashes, it gets you hard, and then it says, hold on, this was just the tip. I'm done with you. And, like, <laughs> that that was was TK. Like, there's so much fun to his personality there's so much fun to his game his pesty little like you just you hate he's the guy that you love having on your team um because of that that attitude and persona um and then he had some just real creative hands and like he just seemed like a guy who was forever snake bitten i don't know if you remember so like the i want to say it was like 2014 or 15 uh, it was the the ryan white fourth line year and that guy hit like 95 posts didn't know it was possible to do. That's been TK. And I was like, Oh, you know what? Like that's a guy who's right there. Like he's all around the net. Like eventually these things, he's going to catch the inside of a post and not the outside. And it's going to, you know, rattle into the back of the back of the net. And you just kept thinking that, but he's just not good. Like it's just not there. And then he just, he has no sense of anything on the ice. He has no idea when someone's behind him. He he has no idea where guys are. He's throwing, uh, uh, he, he could stare at four flyers. He knows he's the fifth and he'll throw it to the other wall. No idea what he's doing out there. Um, I don't know if it's a pressing thing or if he's just not good. Um, But yeah, he's a huge, huge disappointment. Patrick Revenge Tour, after I sat here and got in an (sighs) argument with half of your staff uh, about...
0: I never hear the term Revenge Tour again.
1: Well, it's because we've never had one here. Everyone who's supposed to come back and be great sucks
0: and Patrick revenge towards. Sheen Goss has been revenge towards. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Nobody's swear, revenging anything!
1: They have one good shift that everyone's just there for. That's
0: it. the thing is, like, there's fucking so fickle about this stuff. You know, Konechny, he had a goal the other night or something, and they're like, oh, he's back, everybody! And he just actively sucks again. Uh, yes. Same thing with Patrick. He had that one goal, and it's like, oh, he's turning it around! You know? Like, Fuck, man. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know either, man. <sighs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Everybody can love anybody on this team. I just, how is it possible? How can you <laughs> just actively enjoy watching Travis Sanheim every night? How can you make excuses for somebody like him? And connect me and like, know, they're young, they're young. They get you know, the average benchmark for a defenseman is 300 games, and you can go about 250 for a forward. You know, like they're both at that point now, or will be in the very near future. It's like they're not going to get any better than this. Somebody on the the argument earlier with Sandheim, well, we just got to be patient, be patient. He was drafted First in what 2014? You know? patience. Bullshit. Patience. You know, this is what he is. He's not just going to magically fucking get better one day. this is just, it's Ron Herta will we just gone away and be he will be great. Well, they bullshit. One they're time, not, they're not going to get any better than this.
1: One time we saw it and that's because we saw legit like a leg- legitimate talent in this one-time patience has worked for, for us in this roster and that's Sean Couturier. And we knew that That we were burying him. We knew we were burying him. Like it made no sense, but like we knew put this guy in a position to succeed. He will succeed. Um, The, the difference here is the fact that Sandheim has been consistently put theoretically in it. Is it fucking pouring outside in a position to (laughs) succeed? Um, And he stinks. Like, a guy just sucks.
0: And it also took, you know, six years. He was drafted in 2011 didn't get moved to the top line until 2017, I believe. It's like, we can't wait six more years for Sandheim. Hell, even two if you want to complete the full six. Like, you just, you can't wait for somebody to get better. Trade Sandheim to a rebuilding team for somebody that's already better. And it's the same thing yes. we hear the, the Jack Eichel piece, my famous Jack Eichel trade piece. You know, people don't want to trade Morgan Frost or something. They don't want to trade these prospects for Jack Eichel because they think Morgan Frost can be Jack Eichel. They want to hold on to what they have with the belief that they'll Candy get better.
1: already is.
0: Versus going out there <laughs> and getting somebody like Eichel who's already the superstar that they claim their people are going to be. Oh. <sighs>
1: That's something that that's never made never made sense to me So there was a a buddy of mine at a very short-lived podcast. It's called turning Two with Brian Turner guys awesome fucking brilliant really (laughs) was the show kept going um but he went through every first-round draft pick of the Philadelphia Phillies for 25 years or so and it was legitimately I I think the only two that that were there were um up until the last couple years Uh, it was Cole Hamels and um and Chase Utley and it's just like why are you sitting here and, and betting on these guys Who you believe could be this person when the person that you believe him to be is right there and available to you Great if that person turns into that person cool, whatever wow. that might take three years I'm gonna get three years of him right now by acquiring this piece now The difference is like I do think that there's something to be said about the intangibles and about you know the, the character of a person and a person who clearly is disinterested in life over there. And again, Buffalo, everyone who lives there hates their life. I'm convinced of it. Um, but that guy clearly has an attitude problem. Like, and that's that's frustrating. Um, you know, as a young guy, you're still making ten million dollars to play. You know, and well, I don't know what the fuck he's making. Yeah, ten um, ten. Yeah, yeah, you know, to, to to play play hockey at the NHL level. That's awesome. Like, he should still go out there and, and compete. The fact that he's not doing that. Hurt or not hurt? I don't think he's actually hurt, but um, you know, it's it's just like that type of stuff is frustrating because you do worry. Like, bring him into a situation like Philadelphia that's consistently like just a turnstile of toxicity. At what point in time does Jack Eichel become a ten million dollar little bitch who we're now benching? And that's a tough thing too. So you do have to weigh that out, like. To me there are guys that you take that risk on. Like to me if you can bring like if you could bring in an Eckholm right now, that solidifies get gets Sanheim the fuck out of here. Now you're two, you know, real good left-handed defensemen or him and Proveroff. that's great. Um that to me that's that's a that's a decision you make. Like that's a trade you make. Um But it's a trade the Flyers don't make fucking ever. And Flyers Twitter would lose their mind if they did.
0: There's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna get better than this.
1: Oh, the second I took a sip of water,
0: the same perpetual <laughs> stupidity every year, with no urge to make anything happen.
1: That's it. <sighs> Turnstile Dan of the Flyer
0: fan spirit is broken.
1: Oh episode 320 you finally got the man down
0: still got two more this week
1: <laughs> fuck dude i don't know how you do it i don't, I don't like talking do about it either. anything there's not a single thing on the planet that i like talking about five times in a week
0: it was only nothing four this week.
1: whatever four times i don't want to talk about something twice in a week my podcast I, we, we talk once every other week it's just like this one and that's all i can handle we talked about stress this in in my show this uh that released the other night that was interesting
0: the things that stress me out the most the philadelphia flyers
1: living in philadelphia
0: (laughs) the flyers twitter
1: it's true hey i've grown up i've started retweeting all over all of the shit for the show i've done my part Look at that!
0: Everybody else should take a lesson. Hey,
1: I'm, I'm setting the standard. I may put in the lowest numbers of listens, but I contribute the highest amount of retweets. I'm a retweeter. I oh, don't
0: do the lowest numbers. Steve did the lowest numbers. That's why I fired him.
1: Steve that ass clown. <laughs> <laughs> can hear about
0: Jabirani. that one on Twitter tomorrow? Probably. But Daniel, I beat you in fantasy this year. <laughs> yeah, by point one point, Steve. Shut up!
1: Yeesh. Who the fuck is Steve? (laughs) I don't even know.
0: (laughs) Boom! (laughs) He's that guy that was on that show one time.
1: Helps me out none. (laughs) A show that I was on?
0: Um, I don't know if you two overlapped or not. It was, uh, uh, BPW Radio.
1: I sincerely doubt it then.
0: That show did the, uh, worst numbers. So you oh, were it, second Steve. last at that time. Yeah. All right. Well, hey,
1: <laughs> that's all right. I'm not I the said, basement.
0: No more.
1: <laughs> Wait, fuck. Well, he's gone. That puts me effectively last again. So I really need to start pumping some better content.
0: <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's fine. I, I enjoy this one, so it's okay.
1: I'm good. I'm glad I could be the therapy session for the week. <laughs>
0: Did we hit the hour mark yet? No, I've got two more minutes to kill. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give people content. It's true. <laughs> it is true. Ah, fucker. Most people edited that out. Me? Nah, Hard no. <laughs> nope. It's the charm that's of the, the show. So- you know? That's
1: the soundbite for everything that happens for the rest of the flyer season. <laughs>
0: oh, Christ. Christ oh well we're at that awkward point where i don't know how to wrap the show up but we have to do it somehow
1: well i've been up since 3 30 in the morning and have yet to eat real human food so i'd appreciate the opportunity to eat like a legitimate steak right now
0: <laughs> it's nine fifteen p.m
1: i don't give a shit man i'm so hungry <laughs> like there have been multiple times where i'm sitting here like i really need to like turn the microphone away like i can hear my stomach through the headphones <laughs> and like these are noise canceling headphones i can only like, imagine how loud that is like it's not great just a really good ribeye would be awesome right now
0: well before shane starves to death on the show I that's right be...
1: get this man some meat i don't, oh,
0: <laughs> don't want to be held responsible um... <laughs> <laughs> shane died on the podcast that would do some good ratings that would keep you out of the basement from now on look at that that's
1: true for one episode and one episode only
0: <laughs> what a way to go out that's what i want to do i want to die hosting this fucking show
1: that's unfortunate
0: unfortunately you'll never see the light of day because i'm the one recording and editing it so i guess it will be all fucked on that one but hey all right well
1: hold out. on I figured
0: it what watch
1: letter by the way um text me the address that'll be fine i'll okay. come i'll post the show
0: okay.
1: it'll be fine I will then undoubtedly be in prison for potential murder uh, as my fingerprints would be there. Cause I'm not smart enough in this hungry state to wipe <laughs> prints clean, but you know, not that we're planning for this at all.
0: No, no uh, fires will kill me, but it won't be today. I got at least another 20 <laughs> years of th- suffering left under my belt. That's the title. That's solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Let me write that down quick. So I don't forget. Oh no. This page is full of notes. Did we use any? No, from uh, the interview on more important shows.
1: Oh, well, that's hurtful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, everybody. We'll call it a night here. Shane can go eat and I can cry myself to sleep. Eesh.
1: It's 9.15. Both of our options sound incredibly depressing. <laughs> for what it's worth. And I thought the depressing part of the evening was going to be the uh, 61 minutes that we spent recording.
0: Oh, shit. All right, everybody. At Dan the Flyer fan, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore pod, at Heart Countdown underscore. He won a game for the first time in like three months, so we counted down yesterday. Whew. I swear to fucking Christ, if we wait like 15 years down the road and it's this little stretch of like 50 games that he needs to fucking get the win and he doesn't have it, oh, I'm going to be pissed.
1: Yes, that's a long time to sit there and manage that account <laughs> through how many deletions and cancellations before that's On uh, account
0: number two right now. Eh.
1: It thought it was three.
0: It. Still, still on better. two, not on three yet. I'm waiting for the fucking day though. But uh, that'll be <laughs> I don't blame um The yearly uh, top five crazy trade scenarios is up now. com. People didn't hate this one nearly as much as I thought they would. Oh, nice. Which is unusual. Usually, I put these up, and it's just fucking those vile shit you've ever seen thrown my way. But nope, they uh, well, some people even liked it, which is good. So that's unusual. Not well, that's
1: the state of desperation we are in in Philadelphia right now. <laughs> They're willing anything.
0: To... The, they, they did tend to like the ones where I didn't mention Connecting Your Sanheim, so that's probably. Yeah.
1: I'll eat my ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I already gave my twitters. You can give your <laughs> twitters now.
1: Uh you can shit. Shane <laughs> underscore mead. Sorry, that took me a second. Uh or the podcast Twitter, which is seldom used, but it exists uh at gentlemanpod uh because we are gentlemen most of the time.
0: As are we. Always. Kinda. Like maybe occasionally, or once in a while. Most days. Most days. Alright, everybody! Welcome <laughs> to the night. <laughs> Until the hell does the rest of the schedule look like oh we got uh um that guy
1: good lord man put that on the board <laughs> on. stop putting Hold the on. name of this shitty show on that's there. why i
0: have pages of notes here josh Yohe from the the athletic covering the penguins will be on the show thursday there you go and the, see this i have notes for a reason i'm a professional Clearly. Smear. and sure. uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: we not even drunk.
0: <laughs> no, it's just, it's just off the rails. It's
1: just tired.
0: And uh, Nick will be here Friday, I believe. I haven't seen him in a hot minute, so he'll get back on and and unload on this team, I'm sure. So uh, good job, Shane. You didn't suck tonight.
1: Appreciate it.
0: And uh, Personal growth. <laughs> until next time, everybody, goodbye and good night.